Welcome to Urgent Care. My name is Joel Kim Booster. What's yours? Mitra Johari. Hi, uh, Joel. Hi, Mitra. This is our podcast, isn't it? I hope. It better be, or else I'm in the wrong. Oh, my God. Are we recording somebody else's podcast? Are we recording... Uh, can't name a single podcast. Uh, <laughs> date me. Well, I was about to say, how did this get made again? But I already made that joke like oh, literally ago. same. <laughs> literally, I, that was the only other podcast I could think of, and I was like, that's Mitra's. That's Mitra's reference. I can't. I'll be. I'll be raked over the coals for stealing from a woman, <laughs> a woman of color, a bipoc, bipoc, a bipoc. <laughs> from one, and it's especially from one bipoc. One bipoc steals from another. Bipoc. From one bipoc to another, that is <laughs> that. That's our podcast. That's our podcast, podcast title. <laughs> from one bipoc to another. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! For those and of it, you who, no, you go, you go. Okay. Well, I was gonna say. I mean, God knows if there are people who are tuning in for the very first time. But if you are, just FYI, this is an advice podcast. If you're sort of dipping your toe in the waters of urgent care without knowing anything about us, uh, Mitra and I are two totally unqualified hosts <laughs> who are giving completely deranged advice to Ironically people who call explaining in. the show. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but explaining it perfectly. It no, explaining it perfectly, it perfectly. But the tone is just dripping, <laughs> dripping with disdain from whoever's listening. <laughs> Hoping, hoping to understand after us not being able to think of another podcast <laughs> and then uh, talking about BIPOC for two minutes. <laughs> so yeah, we punish you by uh, telling you what the podcast is in, in the rudest yeah. imaginable way and then um, proceeding to sort of stick to the premise yeah. <laughs> for the next hour is. But before we, before we do that, we do want to check in with each other because we are friends first. Friends first, co-host second. Enemies third. That's true. That is the order that of is operations. True. <laughs> Joel, the dreaded question. Uh, I know. Here it comes. Give it to How me. are you? Well, you know what? I think I just figured out this week that I'm just not meant to thrive. Okay? <laughs> not meant to. figured out this week that i'm not meant to thrive okay All just right, not meant to soar during this time so much everyone for listening <laughs> to today's episode this has been another episode of urgent care podcast <laughs> okay explain. no i just think that i think i've been i just don't think that i was i am i am going to feel good for the rest, for the, for the pandemic. And I don't think I was meant to. I don't think that certain people, like there are people who are thriving right now, comedically, personally, sexually. And I just, and I've been putting so much pressure on myself to like, oh God, you have to tweet something funny. You have to have one single funny thought today. Just one single unusual thought. And I have been putting so much pressure on myself. And I'm finally at a, a place where I, am just letting go 
of of thriving during this time and just letting myself be okay with you okay, operating that, at half mast for the foreseeable future. I think that is a uh, shockingly lovely, actually, twist after <laughs> the, the setup for what you said, which was alarming. <laughs> Um, I, th- I honestly think that's great. I, I feel like I, I think I hit that point a little while ago only just because of my last job, which was really draining to me. Like it was just my first time in any kind of like significant leadership role. And I think that was so exhausting and difficult. And also just cause it was like, there's just so much happening globally, which largely is still happening, but it was like all felt really yeah, big and very new immediate yeah. that I sort of in that moment was like, I will not really be able to do anything other than the things that I have to do every single day. And then I probably won't even finish those. So mm-hmm. that was sort of lovely because like previously, and I think you're the same way as like, I could, if I, I was really good at like giving myself deadlines, motivating myself, being mm-hmm. like, if I and if I said I was gonna do something, I would do it and make it happen. And there have just been so many instances where I feel like I've really failed myself in this period of time. Yeah. And because that's largely the work that we do is so about like de- delivering for ourselves because nobody else cares uh, yep. if we live or die. <laughs> and, like I feel like having I feel lucky in a way to have that diff- that like very difficult exhausting experience because I got that out of the way kind of early <laughs> in quarantine of being like you will not excel <laughs> at anything <laughs> and you have to just kind of be okay with that but it's really hard um, it's but really think- hard it's really hard not to be jealous because I am seeing so many funny people do some of their best work during quarantine which is crazy and it's like <laughs> I'm like how? haunted by a dear friend because of that. <laughs> yeah, it is like it's, it's so upsetting. And then sometimes I find myself seeing someone really funny tweet something really unfunny, and it brings me no end of comfort. Like I just am like, oh, thank God, you're bad too right now. Well, and, and that's amazing, not good. What's that's amazing not- though is like think of all the tweets that that person didn't fire off that were yeah. so much worse than the one that they did. Yeah. So. I just think like ev- like uh, there are those sort of outliers of people who are having like this amazing experience where they are crushing it. But I do think most people are doing really badly. Yeah, so. uh, I keep hearing that. I keep hearing that from many different sources. And yet I am not seeing enough evidence of it. Like I, that's what I mean. Is but that like, I am, where, like, I, where like, would I people want... put it? Like I'm like, who is who is, I'm searching for it. I'm sort of reading between the lines of like the bad tweets and the um, the weight gain and the you know like every everything I can find, any piece of evidence. I'm like a detective searching for the clues. I am the snowman, <laughs> Mister Policeman. You could have saved her. I gave you all the clues. Sort of vibe where I am like looking for all the different ways that people are suffering right now, because I just don't believe that I'm the only one. Um, And I know I'm not, I know I'm not. We talk about this every week. Yeah. I I mean, I think like, but it, it, but it is hard when we're so isolated, but I do think you are, you are part of the majority, not the minority here of people who feel like shit and aren't able to get the things done that they normally would. Um, But I think that, you saying that you're not going to um, 
have your most productive period of your life right now is a great start of uh yeah but i mean like where does that leave our listeners you know (laughs) like now they know now they know for the next eight months they're getting me at at half mast (laughs) you take what has the last seven months been I don't feel very like fair, I, like every fair, every episode I I click leave meeting on Zoom and I go what did I say like, yeah. what happened <laughs> I feel like you're doing great on this like Thank I feel you. like you are Thank the you engine. I think you're doing great <laughs> I think you're doing great actually but also like I mean I know I've said it before but I really like you just have such an amazing work ethic and you're such a like funny smart person and I I feel like also are just like so motivating to me and like keeping the work going when it comes to like local politics while also like managing to like have an immense work output and stay physically fit and a great friend and it's like all this stuff where it's like I think you know you know about all of your day-to-day failures that you or things that you consider failures but like none of us do and to the people who love you the most you're doing really a great job especially Thank under you. those circumstances. So Thank you. in conclusion, um, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I did have this realization too the other day where I was like, well, maybe I just was like never, maybe I'm misremembering how funny I actually was in the <laughs> olden times. <laughs> no. <laughs> maybe I, this is, maybe I am sort of just normal and I'm like, I, I'm, I'm misremembering. But Look, I just think like, on most, not all days, but they're on most days when I see somebody absolutely crushing life right now, I'm like, that's creepy that yeah. you can do that. <laughs> but yeah. but also I'm like, you are operating on a level that I'll never, <laughs> yeah. I'll never ascend to. So congratulations. It is but, amazing. Um, yeah. In other news, I, I think we covered a little bit of you. It's really disappointing. Mitra had the biggest day of her entire career yesterday and we can't really talk about it <laughs> on the podcast yet. <laughs> Watch this space. We will be announcing it as soon as we possibly fucking can. We've got the exclusive on on this at least two weeks after whatever this thing happens. (laughs) Truly incredible. Um, But um, how are you feeling otherwise? um, I'm okay. I feel like, um, you know, just fine. I don't feel like. I didn't feel like really any like major developments emotionally this week. I get, I am haunted by the thing that I cannot discuss, but um, (laughs) I think that better to just blaze past me. There's like really nothing cool for me. We covered you a little bit too. We covered, it was a more, we did both of us, even though it was mostly about me. And that's nice. And that's sometimes nice. Sometimes it just has to be this way. Sometimes it just has to be this way because we do have a lot of updates today, actually. We which is, which was in. really nice to see. Yeah, I did like to see all these updates rolling in. So let's get with this first one. This is from Pergus Story, um, who was one of our many, 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 many people who wrote in early in the pandemic wondering if they should break up with their boyfriend, who they had actually, I, I, I looked up their original email. Pergus Story had broken up with their boyfriend, but then the pandemic hit and they were still living together and they wondered if they should get back together or she should find a new place. And this is the update that we have gotten from Burger Story. I'll read it. 
Jitra and Mole Mole and Jitra. This is Perga's story. She, her, writing in with an update. I was in the camp of listeners that needed permission to break up with their boyfriend. My boyfriend and I broke up and I moved into my new apartment next week. I move into my new apartment next week. Thank you for the advice and the perspective. P.S. My sister texted me when she listened to the pod asking if I was Perga's story and revealed that she was Daytona Lies 100. That's amazing. Sit on my face. Perga story. I love that we're a family podcast. Keeping it in the fam. So Two, huge. Di- Daytona Lies 100, don't remember the call, but sort of shocked at how good that name is. Yeah, I and and it's a kind of name where I can't actually tell which one of us did that because yeah. I feel like you're a little more graceful, but I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it was a combo. Sometimes we have collabs. It feels like a collab, actually. Yeah. And a collab famously referred to on the podcast as our children. So, <laughs> <laughs> when Joel and I worked together on the name of a person, I almost called them characters. <laughs> I just, I woke up from a nap like five minutes before <laughs> we did this, which is why we, I, I, I love like it. This. <laughs> you guys can't see, but I look like I've She looks antenna. gorgeous. <laughs> she looks like a little Teletubby right now on the screen. Aww. Um, this next update is from Winona Burp. Um, and you, you might remember Winona is the person who moved in with a bunch of roommates who wouldn't stop burping and she didn't know what to do about that. Dana, na, 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 na. Welcome back and please play. Hi, Joel and Mitra, Mitra and Joel. This is Winona Burp calling you back. Um, I called a few weeks ago about my roommates who burp really, really loudly, and I am so happy to say that I took your advice, and it's been working out really well. Um, I have been rating my roommates' burps every time they burp, which is um, so a lot, and I really have felt so much more accepted into their culture of burping and really just a part of um, their community of burpers. So (laughs) it's been really great. And to your point about um, maybe like doing a little Pavlovian conditioning, every time um, one of my roommates burps, she looks at me. I think she's waiting for me to make her burp. <laughs> um, so either I have successfully classically conditioned her or um, she also listens to the pod. But either way, it's been really great. Um, so thank you so much. And um, I'm sorry I wasn't crystal clear in my first message but of course if either or both of you are ever in town you are both more than welcome to come sit on my face (laughs) thank you again for the great advice really appreciate it okay bye yes this is one of sorry go ahead no, I was just going to say this is – I feel like this is one of our greatest victories. I was about to say that, like, I, you know, there are other ones, like, you know, in our first one, I'm, I'm glad they broke up, but I think there's a lot that goes into some, them breaking up, and it's not it's not necessarily um, our doing. Yeah. But with this, we did it. We yeah. really did it happen, <laughs> and that feels so good. It really does. This was – I will give credit where credit is due. The rating system was your idea, and I remember listening to that episode and being like, this is one of the first times we've ever given concrete advice that is like usable and I think will work. And it was so gratifying to get this update and find out that it in fact did. And so oh, I'm uh, floating. Congratulations on a cloud to right all. Now. Congratulations to all. And we have really, um, it really is a team effort. It really is like camp. It really is a family here. So thank you, Joel. <laughs> thank you. A community of burpers. I love that. <laughs> Um, we so love good. it my, so much. My little sister was very excited to get some uh, burp love on the podcast because I talked about how me and her have a huge have huge burps, and she was very psyched. It's so. true. I've heard your burp. 
I've heard you. <laughs> oh, burp. you have? I've heard I've heard a burp or two. They're, yeah, they're it's they're big. pretty impressive. Yeah. Are you a big burper? I am not. I'm a I erp. I'm an erper, which means mm. I I throw like a up a little bit. bit. Yeah, in my mouth oh, a lot. Sad. Um, sad. Yeah. <laughs> sad. Not not attractive at all. Um, <laughs> this last update, we had a we had a, another um, outpouring of responses to the the bitch the bitch who stole crit the Grinch who stole bitchmas rather is the name that we had. Um, a lot of people felt seen by this person's um, description. I still. Think oh, that this, they're just so people know this is the person who um, was having a lot of trouble re- reciprocating returning compliments, compliments during sex during sex. Um, yeah. Um, and got and seemed to get their sexual satisfaction from being desired, but not necessarily desiring of someone else. Although it was a short call. There was a, a lot of people from the short call saw a lot of themselves in it. And we're not going to play all the up all of those calls because um sometimes there is projection going on but we did want to play at least one of these because i do think there is something that mitra and i may have missed in the call maybe um so dana please play this this call hi mitra and joel love your show Uh, i'm actually calling in response to the grinch who stole bitchmas or benchmas maybe um i don't want to assume this person's identity or project any ill-fitting labels onto them but I think it might be helpful for them to look into gray sexuality. Uh, gray sexuality is the spectrum between asexuality and sexuality. And individuals who kind of identify with that fall under the ace umbrella. But loosely, it describes someone who experiences very low to almost no sexual attraction. Um, so they're not a freak, as Joel lovingly suggested. There's entire communities of grays online uh, through Reddit and YouTube even Twitter. Um, so again, I would never suggest someone else's sexuality or identity, but it might be helpful for her to look into the great community, even just to rule it out. Thanks, Lover Show. Bye. Yes. So definitely, if you're listening to this, Grinch Who Stole Bitchmas, um, that is something that we didn't possibly identify. I don't think, I still don't know or fully believe that this is what was going on in that call, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I think like... You know, obviously, we're kidding when we say (laughs) things like that. I think I, you know, hopefully that goes without saying, but I think some people felt when they listened to that voicemail, they heard gray sexuality and they felt uh, that we were maybe judgmental about that. That I think we were, that was not what we were saying at all. Only because that person didn't identify that way. You know, and like, and and it wasn't a question about like, how do I identify? It was a question about like, what do I do? I don't want to return this compliment. But I do think like we had a few people who brought this up uh, as something that, you know, they, they, they saw when they listened to this and, you know, neither of us uh, identify that way. So I think, you know, if there's multiple people who heard that and felt that, then, um, you know, if this person hasn't thought about that and, you know, maybe you'll even, if, if that many people from that community see that, then you might even read something where you, like, if you were to go to one of these forums, I feel like there's a lot of places like on Reddit and stuff where Mm -hmm. people just talk about their experiences and you might find someone who has a similar experience if that many people listened to your call and heard that. So even if you don't identify that way, you might just find somebody who has a similar situation when they have sex and can learn from it. So, um, 
I certainly learned something. So, um, I learn something every day doing this podcast. I swear to God, I learn. I, I learn swear to so God, I, and you know, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want, want to. to. Yeah. In fact, we're gonna take a break so we can scrub our brains and <laughs> unlearn everything that we just learned. And when we we're back, we'll dive in with your calls and emails. Yeah. How about that sound? <laughs> And we're back. Uh, you guessed it. That eh sound meant break and eh, we're back. So <laughs> <laughs> doubling down on a sound I made that I thought was so stupid. Um, Joel, do you want to get into that first call? Yeah, yes let's no? do it. Dana, reach into your bag of calls, please. Your and play this first fucking bag. Heavy bag. Heavy Hello, thing. Joel and Mitra. Mitra and Joel. I'm in love with you both equally. I have a parenting question. I'm a <laughs> new father of a beautiful little baby boy who is very cute, very healthy, and in great condition all around. He's about two and a month, two and a half months old. Uh, very early on in my wife's pregnancy, uh, her mom, my mother-in-law, declared that she would be known as Mima. And my wife and I both rolled our eyes about it, and we're like, whatever, sure, but, you know, he'll call you whatever he wants to call you, and kind of forgot about it, and... Later on, since he's been born, uh, she visited us, visited us for a week, and we FaceTime with her every day. And every time she talks to him, she repeats the word Nima over and over again. And I'm afraid it might stick. So my question is, is this racist? Just kidding. Uh, podcast joke, dad joke. It's definitely not racist because I looked it up hoping it was so I could get her to stop. But the only thing that came up is that Scottish people call police Mimas because uh, the sound of science makes. Anyway, um, nothing against people who call their grandmothers Mima, but that's just not us. So how do I make it stop? Thank you. And Dana, officiate my child's wedding. Bye. Amazing. Um, can I just say really quickly more parenting questions, more parenting questions on the pod. That's what we, me and Mitra need to be fielding more of is how you are raising your children. Kills me that <laughs> someone would think that we could help yeah. <laughs> with this. <laughs> we have been known to be a, a, a podcast that children listen to children, i.e. those under the age of 18, but to <laughs> have a, a person who listens, who has a child of their own. Now that's big news. That's big news for us now what do we call this guy he doesn't want he hates Mima. he's a dad um and yeah so he's uh the baby is in great condition it's great condition sort of treating the child as a car um, yeah um Pop Mercedes dads. Mercedes dads. Mercedes. <laughs> the baby is is fancy. <laughs> Mercedes dads. Okay. Mercedes dads. With a Z. With a Z. Mercedes dads with a Z. July. Hopefully we'll, we get to one better than this later on in the episode. But if this is the title, it's dads with a Z. Mercedes dads. But just for our listeners too, as they visualize. Yeah. This is, and I want to say, I, I, I just shaded your name, but the one that I came up with was Pop Boys. As in pet boys, oh, but with pop. So Merce I think we have, Mercedes kind of Dads is better. We're kind of in the same universe, though, which yeah. I think is 
charming. And um, no pronouns. Here's the thing. Um, I'm going to go first and I'm going to say, you got to let her just call him. You just got to let her have this. You've got to let her have this. She won't be alive for much longer. <laughs> she won't be alive for much longer. And what do you care? Literally, I don't know. You don't mention the other grandparent in this equation, but it doesn't sound like she has a lot going on. And I feel like this is a battle that is you're going to want to fight other battles with this woman. I, I have a feeling later on in this child's life. And Mima is not the one hill that you want to die on right now. I, I, I mean, I, my mom's side of the family is Southern and we have Mima's. I, I didn't realize that this was a, a thing. Did you know about this? The, that it's what, that it's racist, that it's not racist. Yeah. That, that it could, that it's problem that it could be this way. <laughs> well, I just don't think he likes it. That's the thing. There's no, there's nothing problematic about Mima. He just doesn't like that. She, he doesn't like the word Mima. He doesn't like, listen, this is a case of someone who has identified to you how they want to be identified. They have pointed it out. They are self-identified as a Mima and you have to respect that. I think it just is like, get over it. (laughs) Like I, 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 don't I who cares because <laughs> this is ultimately what it's going to be is confusing to the child because she's not going to stop you have no you unfortunately unfortunately you were unable to find a problematic connotation with Mima and I would be fully behind you if there was if you could trace the racist lineage of Mima I would be behind you full stop in getting her to stop but unfortunately you weren't able to find a good reason and so now that's sort of on you and so this is what's going to end up happening is you're going to refer to this woman as grandma presumably boring okay um and she's going to continue to say self-identify as mima to this child and the child's going to be confused as fuck so you can either decide to spend your energy as a new father wearing down your mother-in-law to get her to stop referring to herself as mima or you can move on i also think um sometimes this might make this person feel better is like sometimes babies will kind of change around the name as their language develops yeah. like i called we our grandpa was gonna be papa but then we called him papa and he was papa forever so Mima might not even last with yeah. this little kid so i just think that Mima's not easy to say for a baby that's true so it could be like momo or something yeah. and then you can see how you feel about that and um i also just I I didn't I don't remember hearing this, but does the is the wife like haunted by this too, or is this mostly? I the... think he he uses us a lot, so he says that's okay. just not us. So I think that she is probably a little haunted by it as well, um, just not haunted enough to make the call. Um, but I agree. I think you're re- that's really smart, Mitra, in that the baby has a very limited scope of language right now and will sort of make its own decision based on yeah. what it's able to come up with. Yeah, and it's like you can also like if your baby can't say Mima and says something like Momo or whatever, you can really encourage that. Yeah, like, look, it's Momo. Momo is that cute, Momo? Like, yeah, and, and then, then you can scapegoat happen, your child. Yeah, and then you can blame it on your baby that's in great condition. Yeah, <laughs> sorry to drag you for saying your baby's in great condition, but it is kind of strange. I love it. I love it. My baby's in great condition. Great condition. It sounds like Trumpy. Yeah. 
<laughs> we got the best babies. Our babies are in the best condition. <laughs> Baron's in great condition. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry now. Sorry now to compare you to Trump as well. Wow. We have to Mercedes move on from dads. this person before yeah. because I think that um, I've made a powerful enemy today. Yeah. <laughs> We and only that have, is, of course, we only have so many straight listeners, let alone fathers. You can't piss them all I off. I know our first person that gives us a parenthood thing ever, maybe, I and think then so. also, yeah, one of three straight people who have ever called into the pod. Well, three, three straight, a father, a father, um, and I've just alienated him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I apologize. Hope you feel good about yourself. I um, feel stupid really and bad. <laughs> okay, Dana, quickly, hurry, hurry, hurry with the next call. <laughs> Hi, Mitra and Joel. Uh, yes, I said it in that order. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay, I'm calling because I have a problem that may not really be my business, but um, through my job, I do work with um, a kid who's like 12 or something, and after a a long time of us not really connecting, um, we finally found something over, which was Harry Potter. And he said that he loves Snape, who was a teacher who bullied his students. Anyway, he loves Snape, thinks he's the most understood, misunderstood character, um, thinks he's the hero of the series, because he thinks that Snape got his girlfriend stolen by James. So basically, in the story, if you're not familiar, Snake is a total incel who is like kind of friends with Lily who ends up dating James, who's Harry's dad. So basically, this sixth grader who is a little bit troubled thinks that uh, like this incel is a hero. And I'm worried about that. I'm like, should I train him and kind of, you know, try to meld his mind to make him not sympathize with insults. Uh, yeah, help. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> this is so bad. This is so funny to me. I love this. I love this question. Um, the first thing I thought of, well, it was Dobby, obviously. My mind always goes to Dobby, the house elf. Um, mm-hmm. And that's sort of the position that she's in right now. But I also went with Incelia Leviosa. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one the oh there's um excrucio is that the one that In- like tortures yeah, people uh-huh. <laughs> I guess I'm just listing spells <laughs> Avadra Kadavra Alohomora vibes oh. <laughs> <laughs> This is like I guess this is like one fandom that like we haven't outed ourselves as being really into and yeah like, feels like every week uh, a, a new death sort yeah. of where we go oh yes haha uh, Harry Potter <laughs> lame and then like Aloha Mora <laughs> um, um we're taking the hobbits to eyes and yeah. vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Um, what about <laughs> but, <laughs> what about um, his Myony Granger? Oh. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you like of course, than we have the to sell one. We have to. I love that one because because we have to like hurt Dana a few more times yeah. before before it's she all departs. Over. Yeah, his Myony Grange her. Yes. Good. 
Anywhere we can get a second one in there is Hermione <laughs> Granger. Is Hermione Granger. Yeah. Um, great, okay, great. perfect. Here we are. Um this is something this is an interesting one because I'm I sort of disagree with the premise of her problem, I guess. Like I don't think there's anything wrong with liking Snape. You know why? Because Dumbledore likes Snape. Okay? And Dumbledore made no mistakes in that book series, as I recall it. Um, (laughs) But he also, Dumbledore also acknowledged like the, the, the flaws in Snape's character too. And so I feel like there's a way to split the difference with this kid. Well, and I, I think like, you know, I'm going to go full tilt into the Harry Potter stuff, which is that, like, I think there is a positive way to frame Snape stuff, which first, first of all, he is incredibly loyal and he um, dies for the good of the people. So um, king status. And he also, um, like, I, I feel like there's a way, like, I, I don't think, unless the kid was like, I absolutely love that he's an incel and that is what I identify with. Well, I think that I'm, I think that is the problem is he's framing it as he got his girlfriend stolen by James, which is actually canonically not what happened. And so you need to sort of set this, you need to set this kid straight and be like, that's actually not in the book. That's not like, that's not how relationships work. (laughs) Yeah. That you, that Lily's a person, so you actually can't steal Lily from James is a good, but I, I think like there is a way to frame this with this kid that like preserves some of the stuff that he likes about Snape because I mm-hmm. imagine like part of what this kid probably likes about Snape is that like this is an outcast and mm-hmm. like an outcast who eventually gets redeemed. So I think focusing on like the redemption of Snape and like the fact that like as the series progresses, you understand that like Snape is making a great sacrifice and like, not like to like, you know, celebrate martyrdom, but like that he wasn't doing these things out of rage. He was doing them for a reason. And like that, that, you know, Snape is a more complicated person than just, yeah, I I would actually, I would celebrate, this is probably the first character that this kid is sophisticated enough to recognize as like a quote unquote villain, but, but, but sort of identify with, which is like, like there are not a lot of 12 year olds who get the arc of Snape that completely. And I think like you should celebrate that, but by, but also just sort of gently guiding him away from some of the more, the stuff that he's projecting onto the character vis-a-vis this Lily stuff. And I think exploring like, the the other reasons why that this kid might feel like I, I think feeling misunderstood feeling lonely feeling alienated stuff like that like those are the real things that i think would draw a kid and obviously like the girlfriend stuff too but it's like i think there it's a it's probably like a more layered thing so I, and i think also it's like Snape is a, a a good, interesting villain who, like, mm-hmm. I I think like a lot of a lot of people and a lot of like teen boys probably <laughs> identify with, and like there are way scarier people to identify with than yes. Snape in that. There's first of all Voldemort. <laughs> <There's>... <laughs> no, don't say his name. 
<laughs> Malfoy. Like, I feel like those were the ones that I'm like, if he's like loving like Malfoy and Crab and Goyle and mm-hmm. all that stuff, Cho then, Chang. Like, we got a bruiser. <laughs> Cho Chang. We celebrate, Cho. we celebrate Cho Chang here at Urgent Care. <laughs> Parvati Patel. <laughs> Parvati and Cho Chang coming at you. Wow, that's our. If, if we'd met like, the fact that we let her ago, get away with Cho Chang for so long is that Patty's Patty had a tweet about it at one point <laughs> that is like <laughs> iconic. <laughs> I it. <laughs> um, but yeah, is that like resonating with you? No, it is. It is because I think like there's just I think if you go to war with this kid over Snape you're going to lose and you're going to lose badly and it's going to push him away from you. And so what I think you do, you just have to recalibrate. Look at this as a recalibration, not as a full course. Correct. Because I don't, I, yeah, I just, I think that like, yes, he's a bully and he's, you know, sort of a villain, but I do think that there are redeeming qualities about Snape. And I think you just need to really help guide this kid to reframe the, the arc of Snape. Because it's like it sounds like he's idolizing the stuff at the beginning and the stuff about that happened to them as children that led him, and he really needs to go uh, and look at the what happens to him at the end and the reasons why he's redeemed. Instead, yeah. Dana found the tweet. Um, <laughs> she responding to J.K. Rowling, Patty Harrison. This is an opportunity to learn from your past brilliance. As a white woman, you were so close to naming one Asian character Ching Chong, but you took a pause and showed magnificent restraint and bravely <laughs> named her Cho Chang instead. Use that wow. same pause when you tweet. This is, my God, so good. <laughs> Why is Patty so smart and funny? See, this is the kind of shit. This was during the pandemic, too. See, this is the kind of shit that I'm talking about. Could never get there could never string a sentence like that together during the pandemic. And there she is doing it for free for all our eyes and ears. Joel, Patty's not doing a weekly podcast. That's true. That's true. She's not as as fucking exhausted as you and I are every single week. And the only way that I can celebrate my best friend... Is by tearing is by I can only celebrate one friend by tearing down another friend. (laughs) (laughs) Both of you iconic to me. Okay. Um, Really quickly before we take a break, we've got another email. It's sort of an update and a question, Mm -hmm. but I think we'll we'll read both. Okay. I'm in J, J and M. I felt for second class six. The issue could be that you may have def- different definitions of what friendship boundaries are. Now, I this also- is the one. This is the. Oh, ca- yes. This is the caller that um, felt her sister was stealing all of her friends. Yes. Um, I felt that weirdness with my sister when I awkwardly and when I awkwardly addressed it, she simply saw no problem with it. Like you said, you would never message her friends outside of the group chain, etc., and I wouldn't either. But as it turned, but it turned out my sister would never have cared if I would have. You've drawn that line, but maybe she doesn't even see that's an intentional act. I also liked having my own friends because I wanted to be seen as my own person and learn to trust that people see that as well. Again, a very awkward but necessary thing to get off your chest. Smart. My question. Be warned, it's so petty and small. Thank you. My roommate is really great. We met randomly but couldn't ask for a better situation. We keep a really clean home because we share cleaning responsibilities as well as the purchasing of cleaning supplies. That includes toilet paper, paper towels, dish soap, etc. If things run out, whoever notices buys it. I'm fine with that, but my problem is she buys the really good shit. 
She buys the all-natural dish soap, three-ply toilet paper, organic bamboo paper towels, and I can't keep up. If I were purchasing for myself, I would get the Ajax soap, one-ply toilet paper, and Comet cleaner. I know it's my issue, but I feel embarrassed slash not holding up my end as a roommate when I come home with a single roll of toilet paper from the bodega because it's what I can afford until the next time. Then when it runs out before I can get another, she's got the nice stuff up again. I absolutely can't address this because, duh, how can I reconcile it in my head that I'm not a bad roommate for living within my means and thus affecting my roommate? Thank you. Everybody sit on my face. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Sort of an Oliver Twist situation. Very poor boy. Mm. Um, Um, Poverty. (laughs) Yeah. What's like something hilarious we could say about that? (laughs) In three words or less. Poverty. Oh my God. Dana with an iconic. Please, sir. Can I have some ply? From from really yes ending the the Oliver Twist, which we have no choice but to use and stand. <laughs> Please, sir, can I have some ply? Since um, yeah, let's a special course. treat, a special and, treat. We gotta. We should let's just address the first part first, which is the the response to second class sis. Um, I um, appreciated this because I think, you know, we got a couple replies from people saying that we like kind of went in too hard because, you know, our, our emailer slash caller, I can't remember, was really sort of tortured by her sister, like, quote, stealing her friends. And we were saying, chill out, kind of get over it, mm-hmm. which is not the most sympathetic. I understand that. I think it's totally what this person said. Like, that's something that really bothered me when I was younger with my little sister was like, I really wanted my own life and my own space and all that kind of stuff because we were so close in age. But I think you have made it incredibly hard on yourself by living together. And I don't think you necessarily need to move away from each other, but that is a situation where when you're living with someone, you are so hyper aware of their movements in a way that like you probably never, you would probably never know that your sister was hanging out with your friends without you or something, or I don't know, it wouldn't feel as weird if you didn't. So I don't really have an added solution to that, but I, I understand that. Yeah. I think his point about like, you've drawn a line that maybe she doesn't even see is really important. Is that like, you know, you, you would never text her friends, but she probably wouldn't care, you know, and having that conversation, I think ultimately is like having the conversation is the important thing. Is yes. like talking to your sister about it uh, because it's awkward, but it might, you know, it might not set, it might not make her stop the behavior, but it might clarify the behavior for you and in a way that will help you move on. Yes. And I think, you know, I think I said this last time, but like often these like little text things, we all have our different rules about like how someone, how about like feeling left out or like what is appropriate text behavior and all that kind of stuff. Um, so you just can't assume, especially right now when things feel so much bigger than they normally would when we're trapped indoors, trapped indoors. Um, I think I have a very simple solution to his problem. And that is, I think ultimately you stop the system. You, you have a really honest, you do actually have to key your roommate into your situation a little bit because what I think you have to do is stop the system of whoever notices it buys it and just split up. You buy dish soap and paper towels and she is solely responsible for the toilet paper because that's yeah. the thing that affects like the quality actually. Like who gives a shit if you're using Ajax soap and Comet cleaner, but like, 
what goes on your butt, that is the serious stuff. So I think like be real with her and just say like, hey, I can't afford nice toilet paper. You can. Why don't you handle the toilet paper and I will get the cleaning supplies from here on out? Yeah, I think like I know you said like obviously I can't have a conversation with this person, but I think you definitely need to because it's like it's a money thing and it's a qual it's a it's a life thing and you are sharing resources right now and um i think like it's not going to be as weird of a conversation as you think if you're like i'll get the toilet paper or and she's like no i need to have this fancy toilet paper um and when you get the one ply i absolutely notice and i hate it it's like okay then you can get yeah i I think that's a great idea because i think there's just some stuff where it's like you might feel like she's obsessed with the all-natural stuff but she might not actually care it might just be like the thing that she there's there's some stuff that I get in the store that I'm just like oh I love like the packaging on that yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm I not get, really thinking about it that deeply I get seventy five dollar Whole Foods cleaning supplies all the time for no reason for absolutely no reason I mean it's like it totally just depends on the day for me like there are some days where I'm like this is amazing I need to have this and there are some days where it's like I do not care I will get whatever and there it. I'm, if she hasn't said anything to you, she probably doesn't care that much or she understands that like, I, I think that your roommate is not like got buying the stuff to like send you a message and she's not like pissed off at you for getting the stuff that you need to buy so that you can afford your life and it won't be a weird conversation and you will feel a lot more relieved. And it's like, think about how stressed you are every single time you go to get toilet paper. Imagine you don't have to feel bad about that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, and one conversation could solve all. Yeah. And it's like, if if she does have a weird reaction to that, um, is she crazy? So <laughs> like- Get out. Uh, free yourself. I think, I think it will be totally fine. And at the end of the day, you're probably going to end up having amazing toilet paper forever. So- yeah. And that's what matters. That is honestly what matters. Um, so I'm sorry to do exactly what you said you weren't going to do in your call, but you simply have to do it. And good luck. Bye. <laughs> Doctor's orders. Okay. We're going to take another break. And when we come back, we have our last two calls of wow. the night. Barreling through. And we're barreling right back. Um, oh boy, what a break! What a break! What a good ass break we had. Dana, what did you do na, na, on the na, break? Na, na. Um, well, I shat my brains out, and then I cleaned it all up, and now I've collected it and put it back in my head. And here I <laughs> and? go. Here I go. Answer question now. <laughs> here I go. Answer question now. That's true. Here we go. Answer question now. Um, is this? A call, and we love when it's a call. Dana, reach into that bag. Because then we don't have to read out loud. Hey, girl bosses, here's my situation. <laughs> um, so I've been on the apps in quarantine. I started talking to a guy because he was very attractive. And pretty much right away, the volume of emojis he was sending me, like, steered me in the direction of other profiles. <laughs> um, but I got bored with those other profiles, circled back. And it turns out he's a Twitter verified adult film star. Um, so, like, my two questions are, first, is it, like, unethical to look at an adult film star's content if there's a potentiality that you'll hook up with them? And second, like, uh, isn't it all, like, strange or wrong? Or it, it, To me, it feels a little heteronormative to be, like, 
funny or interesting enough to fuck someone much hotter than you. Like, I feel like I'm peddling whatever little personality and sense of humor I have to have <laughs> sex with this very hot person. And I've been pretty clear that I only want to hook up. He's okay with that. But, um, I don't know. Something about that dynamic feels uncomfortable to me. And I'm wondering if it feels that way to you. Um, anyway, I would appreciate the feedback and Dana sit on my face. This is an incredible, uh, Dana day. Yeah. <laughs> she's really getting it. She's really getting it from all sides. Um, um I, I do want to say that this is the only cheat to listing our names in a specific order that I yes. will allow. Um, <laughs> hey, you girl can either bosses. pick one of us or you can call us girl bosses and we will <laughs> allow that. But I don't want, I don't want like next week to be like all people saying girl boss. I'm just like, you can feel that this person like really meant it. Yeah. When you call us girl bosses. Mm-hmm. So, I, want most, I want most people to have to pick yeah. uh, which name goes first. Exactly. Um, let's see. So this guy has a little bit of body dysmorphia. Um, hottie dysmorphia. Hottie dysmorphia. Hero. Um. <laughs> wow. Fiero. <laughs> Wait, why Fiero? Uh, it was just where my brain went as I was forming the word dysmorphiero. Dysmorphiero. Hottie dysmorphiero. Literally like nothing at that point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hottie dysmorphiero. Because <laughs> he's dancing through life on the apps. Tap, tap, tap. <laughs> he's a scarecrow he doesn't have a brain he's you know the scarecrow is sort of the funniest one you know and so hey i'm convinced babe okay Okay. hottie dysmorphiero um it really is yep that's hottie dysmorphiero um you really have to spell it you really have to see it spelled out um first the answer to the first question very easy it is not unethical to look at someone's work before you fuck them i don't think yeah it's like if i'm like planning on hooking up with like a like a comedian or something you better believe i Mm -hmm. i'm gonna look at their stuff because if i don't think they're funny well i definitely want to date them i might still fuck them but i don't want to date them and especially if it's going up on social media anything that's on social media is fair game anything is is fair game on social media yeah this this person is not hiding this they have a verified twitter account it is their job like it their their work is online you can look at it i think it's more just like you know I, i understand like feeling sexually intimidated or feeling like I, I like I'm sure if like even just like if I think someone is hot, period, I'm like, well, I better turn up the charm. <laughs> like I totally relate to these feelings. Um, but I think you're completely in your right to look at the work that this person yeah. does. And as to this dynamic that is concerning to you, it's hard because you didn't send a picture. It would have been really helpful to have a picture of you and the adult (laughs) film star so we could really weigh in and see if this is a mismatch or not. But ultimately, like, a porn star wants to fuck you, dude. Like, 
that's who like who gives a shit what you think about yourself like put your own self-esteem issues aside for a minute and just fuck the porn star dude also like you enjoy talking to this person and this you you are mutually interested in each other and well he doesn't he doesn't enjoy remember there are too many emojis he's had to circle back but didn't they like come back like they like circle they circled back because they got bored of all the other people right but he just wants he just wants to hook up with this person he said Sure, but I feel like the the conversation with the other people that was more boring than this person. Yeah, like that's this true. person it seems to be like the best match of the people that uh like obviously this wasn't like a love connection, but it seems yeah. like at least there's something happening. Can I tell um, you who does not ever who is never, ever, ever concerned with hooking up with hotter people than themselves? Straight men. Not a single one. You think fucking Woody Allen has ever been concerned with the tale, the disparity between the tale that he's pulling? I don't think so, honey. It is, is like, so this true. is so, so, so upsetting to me that like, there are, there are men who literally, like, sometimes I remember talking to a girlfriend of mine and she was like, he's just so nice to me. And I was like, that's how low the bar is set. He's oh nice to you. Literally, he looks like yes. a fucking trash bag, but he's nice to you. Well, it's like, like I'll be talking, like I, I love, I love my situation now, but like, I've definitely before been talking to people about like people I was dating or that I was interested in. I was like, yeah, he just like asks me questions. And I like stopped myself and was like, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> the bar is that he care. Like, I say, how are you? And see, he says, how are you back? No. <laughs> and that's literally enough. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like, first of all, just don't believe a, that the, an adult film star would only be attracted to you for your, your mind. First of all, you must be hot enough that he like to, for days for, for you to have to circle back to him. I mean, you, you need to seek help on that because you well, clearly I have mean, some sort of dysmorphia going on. Well, I um, think it's like, you know, less about like this being like an adult film star and more that this person has expressed interest in wanting to hook up with you and is yeah. talking to you with the express intention of hooking up. <laughs> like, obviously, something's happening. Snap something, out of it. You're definitely hot enough to warrant a an, an in-person hookup during COVID with someone that you consider hot. So you're doing something right. And like, even if you don't feel hot, you are hot enough for someone to want to yeah. um, risk their life. To don't question it. So don't <laughs> like, question it. If that helps reframe things, it's like, I don't know. There's not a lot of stuff, but not a lot of people in this world. I'm willing to risk COVID for, and this person wants to do that with you and they're hot and, um, good at fucking yeah. so. professionals even professional go for fuck. it go for it and stop thinking so much <laughs> it's so it wouldn't it be amazing if like like that was possible no. <laughs> <laughs> stop thinking so much i just think i'm like every time i say something like that i'm like yeah of course what an obvious <laughs> like but like i but like we just spent the last 10 minutes being like come on just go for it and i'm like literally if this like i know that i would be have like having this like writing this email mm-hmm. if i was in this no situation. absolutely oh my god yes but it it's like so frequently at the end of the day this will be hot and this will be fun and you will not be thinking about it literally one second after sex starts nope. <laughs> like you you will be um getting fucked <laughs> so yeah. go get fucked by someone that's hot who thinks that you're hot 
You heard it from Mitra Johari's lips <laughs> to your ears. Go get fucked by someone who thinks you're hot. Evergreen I mean, advice. Evergreen <laughs> advice for every listener. All right, Dana, we've reached the end. The last little call in your bag. Pull it out and put it in front of our ears. Hello, Dana. Oh, and, and Mole and Chitra, Chitra and Mole. Um, <laughs> so I'm calling today. I recently came out as bi, and um, I had my first kiss with a woman last night. And it was good, but something about it just felt weird not that it was with a woman it was just she was very tonguey um i really like her and i've been on a few dates with her and i want to keep going out with her but i did not feel sexual attraction when we kissed there was like a maybe a moment in between where like there was less tongue and I felt like there was a connection sexually for a minute, and then it just kind of got weird again. Do you have any advice? Um, Dana, I think this question is actually uh, for you. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe Mitra could also answer this question. Who knows? Um, Joel, I don't think this is for you, actually. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Okay, I love you all. Uh, love the pod. Hope you're all having fun. Please help. Do I keep going out with this girl? I don't know. Okay, bye. Okay, have at it, you two. A question about someone being bad at kissing, simply for... (laughs) Simply for Dana. Simply for Dana, and then, if I'm lucky, I can sort of take a crack at it. (laughs) Um, What are we naming? Okay, what are we naming this? I I kissed a girl. Tongy. I, I kissed a girl and uh, how about Katie's scary? <laughs> I, I I truly think we have done that. We definitely have. That's yeah. scary. <laughs> I did feel like I was having a, a brand thought. Um, yeah, we've definitely done that. Um, tongue. Tongue cheek. Um, tongue bear. Tongue, um, tongue out of cheek. <laughs> but in parentheses, please kill Mitra. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, she's in, she's about, negging about, me. She can be tongue in tongue in she tongue tongue in chic, s h e e k k tongue in chic. Oh my god, tongue in chic. I love it. Can I just say? Um, I feel like we have the most bi listeners of any podcast in the history of podcasts. The amount of calls and questions we get from bisexual women is I don't. I think we must. We've been on record as saying that we love the Guinness Book, and yes, I think we and need that to is contact the only, so that is source, our only new source, new source <laughs> the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> and I think we need to contact them about the amount of bi women that listen to our podcast because I do think there is like I don't know maybe they're all in like I don't know do do we run ads in Seattle or something I just don't <laughs> like what's going on. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, we celebrate you. We, we celebrate. Oh, yeah, that goes without saying. I love of course. it. I just think it is like it is. It is. I mean, 
So what's our fan base now? Our listenership. It Teens. Is, I, I even hesitate to say fan base. I say listenership. listenership um, yeah. I don't want to assume that anyone um, listens to more than one episode. <laughs> 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 um, so teens. Um, Improvisers. Teens, improvisers, musical theater majors. And I do want to say there was someone who we didn't end up putting on the podcast because I think it, we just had similar questions, but there was someone who subject lined their email saying musical theater major seeking help. And it yeah. was so funny to me because the, the, in the email, this it's person was like, was like, I know that you will love this. And I was like, I do. I do love that you started the email like that. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> everything after. <laughs> 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 okay, but, it, but it was very funny to me um yeah and i guess um every um bisexual woman in america we can add to the listenership um jk but so at least five at least five <laughs> truly at least five um and we love every single one of them i this is that's not i wasn't me being shady it was just an observation no um, it just i it literally is an achievement yeah. <laughs> we have expanded our listenership to now include five bisexual women <laughs> <laughs> five bisexual women in search of an author um, and that one's for the theater majors in the audience um okay to her question it's actually kind of quick because here's the thing you gotta you gotta cut and run babe you gotta cut and run there's yeah, no like creating really bad kisser or like you had no chemistry yeah and you can't create that like the, your two options are you can take the time to maybe be able to teach her and communicate to her how you like to be kissed but that is such a gamble have you ever tried to teach someone how to kiss again at late stage in adult life it is not easy and i would say in many cases it's impossible i have not because i i just i don't remember who i feel like I heard someone say this or, you know, I feel like it's just something people say where it's like, you know, you can have a terrible kisser, but then to someone else, they're an amazing kisser. Mm -hmm. And I just think like people like different things. So I'm sure there've been people that she's kissed who loved it and you guys just don't vibe. So I don't know if you really love this woman's personality, you could go on another date and just like see if maybe it was an off night or something like that for each of you. And you could try again. Um, but I think you can't, um, you can't really get around the fact that you've had no sexual attraction to yeah. this person. And you can't and create it. That happens. It's okay. It's like, you can get to that point and you can get to the point of starting to hook up with someone and be like, uh-uh, that's not me. And it doesn't mean that you're not attracted to women. It just means you're not attracted to that woman yeah. sexually. You can still be romantically attracted. You can think she has an incredible personality. You can think she's super hot and still not vibe in that way. I really think that kissing is an orientation. Like, I just think it's something that's like instinctual almost in our DNA and you can't change it. And sexual attraction is primal. And it's not something that I I think that it's either there or it's not there. And if it's not there now, I don't think there's anything you can do to spark it or create it. And certainly it just doesn't seem worth your time to, to waste her to right now or to waste yeah, hers. And I, and I also think that that first time with someone is normally so hot and mm -hmm. so charged because it, you've been waiting, especially because we're in fucking COVID. So it's like, think about how, I mean, I don't know. I, I just imagine like if you're like in the dating scene right now, it's like 
got to be like so pent up and so charged. And like, if you're in this position where you're hooking up for the first time in COVID and it's, you're not like off to the fucking races. (laughs) then I don't know. It's like, who knows? But I just think it doesn't, it doesn't sound promising. And you know, if, if it were, if the roles were reversed and you found out that someone was not in any way sexually attracted to you while you were hooking up, would you want to hook up with them again? No. <laughs> like I wouldn't, that would really hurt my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't, I guess I take back what I said earlier about trying it again, because I'm really like, if someone was like, I'm not sexually attracted to you at all, but I am going to give it a second try because who knows, maybe I can force myself to want to have sex with you. I'd be like, no, that's okay. Like, yeah. I'm good. Actually, I'm good. You actually. You really, um, please don't do that. So. <laughs> but I do get that it is like, and that added layer of like your first kiss with a woman where it's like, I think that, um, I get that. I think it's just a lot of pressure, um, to like have it be. Yeah. There are so many other, there are at least five other bi women out there who are better. (laughs) So please. Who you could um, (laughs) maybe connect with. You definitely got at least five bi women that you can talk to about urgent care. So that should get you through at least one minute of the date. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Where you go, do you listen to that podcast? Like, yeah, cool. So where are you from? (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, uh, set, set yourself free, set her free, and you will definitely find some other hot person that listens to this podcast. Yeah. Good luck. What Good was her luck. name? Uh, couldn't tell yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, sheer sheep. Oh yeah, tongue and cheek. Tongue and cheek. Okay. Tongue and cheek. Thank God, that was crazy. I was really like, oh God, not one memory. <laughs> I can't even Brain pretend fuck. to know. Um, um, not one memory. This the Mitra Johari story. <laughs> probably. I mean, yeah. Um, Joel, today's actually very, um, we're, we're done with the advice portion, but yeah, today's actually a very sad day for us. It is a very is sad day. It is a sad day because you guys, as some of you might have read online, um, Dana Wiccan is leaving Earwolf and we are, you know, just sort of beside ourselves with grief. Um, we don't know what we're going to do without our producer, Dana, but we wanted to say, um, a hearty thanks before we push her out on a boat and shoot a flaming arrow onto her. <laughs> um, say goodbye to her. Dana, but seriously, thank you so much. You've been here from the beginning. You were here for our pilot, um, and you've been such an important and big part of the show and obviously a fan favorite. Um, Deeply. I mean, it, if you unfortunately have um, surpassed us the hosts of the show in terms of um love from the the listeners (laughs) on the show um which is true um but uh yeah we love you thanks for uh, for all the hard work and the good vibes and for being so great would you like to say anything to our listeners before you go (laughs) oh yes because they always have a lot to say to you so please anything (laughs) you want to (laughs) say i'm leaving Earwolf to go around the country and sit on all of your faces. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> amazing. Truly, truly amazing. Um, 
I love you guys. You're the best. I'm going to be so sad to miss this every week. Truly. Well, you know, you can still listen. You can even send us a question now. Oh yeah, I'm I'm getting my burner burner accounts ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much, Dana. Thank you, Ryan, who's returned to us this week. Um, thank you, new producer Chelsea. Thank you, July. Thank you, everyone at Earwolf. Um, keep leaving us reviews. Mitra, we're like halfway to nine hundred, which That's is cool. huge for us. So keep keep rating, keep reviewing. It really helps us. Um, we want to keep doing this podcast. And, you know, we're always on the edge. They're always coming in. They're always coming in and they're saying, if you don't get to nine hundred, we don't know what we're gonna do with you guys. <laughs> um, um so if you're listening to this, please um, send a nice message to Dana. And we also want to welcome Chelsea to the show. Um, so hi, Chelsea. And, Producer Chelsea. Um, um, you'll, you'll be, people will want to sit on your face or yeah. ha- have you sit on their faces soon enough. So Let's we'll need to have it. a conversation offline about uh, what you're comfortable with. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, let us know if we need to put a stop to anything, but uh, the yeah. listeners are sort of... Um, they have, they They've have taken sort of, control. Yeah. They have taken control of the ship and they will we, be making some offers to you. <laughs> yeah. Soon enough. Um, <laughs> But once again, thank you, everybody at Earwolf. Um, Thank you, July. Thank you, producer Ryan. Um, We are so happy that you're back. And um, thank you, Wally. Most of all, thank you, Wally. Thank you, Wally. Thank you, Wally. And thank you, Mitra. And thank you, Joel. For once. (laughs) For once in my fucking life. Goodbye. Bye.